It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to the Sorry We Tried edition of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Cam Taylor started school today, so he couldn't be on the podcast. Daniel Parker not doing interviews, so he couldn't be on the podcast. Jonte Porter, I don't know where he's at, not doing interviews, so couldn't be on the podcast. So, Gabe DeArmond and Brian Austin, uh, I don't know, man. What do you got, Brian? Oh, man, all sorts of good stuff to talk we're, about. We got Rally Cat. We're going to talk got, Rally Cat, yeah. <laughs> we had uh, interviews with football players this afternoon and, and camps in full swing. Yeah. I, uh, Jonte's I, finally done. That's the best news, honestly. Yeah, Just, yeah we'll, we'll start with that because, you know what? Rally cat can suck it. Um, we're not talking about rally cat. That's the we can say kiss my I mean, ass on this podcast. Yeah, we can say any. Like I think we're supposed to have a little e, but whatever. I don't care if you're offended, dude. Sorry, you're offended. Anyway, um, so yeah, cats are the worst. Um, we finally the most non-breaking news breaking news story ever <laughs> last night. Jonte Porter is a Missouri Tiger. Um, I. Had I wrote that story in Long time North ago. Augusta, South Carolina, uh, shortly after Jonte's team lost for the second time at Peach Jam. So that was it was at least four weeks ago. Um, everyone, everyone we know had that story written. Like this has mm-hmm. been done for a while, but now it's actually done, and all reason and logic and realistic expectations and keeping their feet on the ground are out the window for Missouri basketball fans. This is like the greatest thing ever. They were called Kentucky Junior in the newspaper. <laughs> this is it, man. They're going to the Final Four. Yeah. Would Dave Matters say the most 6'10 guys like ever in team history on one team? I, I think that's right. And I, I did an interview with Carrington Harrison in Kansas City, and he kind of put it in perspective. Missouri just signed a five-star, foot eleven basketball player, and he might not start. Right. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, this 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 run since Kim Anderson got let go and Conzo Martin came in has been, I mean, just perfect for building up the the uh, excitement around the program, yep. getting people ready to go. I mean, football has got a chance to be a solid team this year. They're, I mean, it'd be a surprise if they made it to the SEC championship or right. anything like that. But they they should have a solid year, and no one really cares at all. All it is, yeah, cares about is basketball. Let's get the basketball season. Uh, let's do this. We get to watch the best, maybe the best college player in the country play. You get some guys like Jeremiah Tillman, like Jonte, and a few other guys that are really good players too. And it's Jordan Barnett's going to be a senior. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a lot more excitement than we've seen in the recent history. Yeah, of we're not Arena. used to that. Uh, but yeah, we are 23 days from the start of football season and three months to the day from the start of basketball season. I get every bit as many basketball questions as I do right. football questions these days. I, I mean, it's – and, you know, really, that's why this month of September, and we're going to transition into talking about football because, look, I get that you guys are excited about basketball. and We'll, we'll touch toward the end on, on expectations, and, and especially for Jonte, I posted some thoughts on the board. We'll talk about that. But this is football season. Like, this is what we do this time of year, mm-hmm. and this is the story for the next little bit. This month of September – is so huge for this football team because of exactly what we're talking about. 
If Missouri beats Missouri State and Purdue, but they lose to South Carolina and Auburn, that fan base is just going to say, tell me when Iowa State's at Mizzou Arena, and right. then I'll come back. I'm not coming for these next eight games. I'm not, you're not going to get anybody to say it, but that South Carolina game is just so huge it, for this. Yeah. I mean, because Auburn— I, you, <laughs> I think they need to win one of those two, and South Carolina's more likely. Right, exactly. Auburn— Although you never know what you're going to get with Auburn, it right. seems like they're all over the place. When they expect them to be good, they're not. I think you were talking about that the other day. And when they're not expected to be good, they are. So it's hard to say, but just that chance. And, and it always seems like South Carolina is a pivotal game for since Missouri's moved to the SEC. For whatever it, reason, it works out that way. And it has been. If you go back over the history of the what this is year mm. <laughs> six, this will be their sixth season in the SEC. And those games with South Carolina, like, that's been the best series. Yeah. Like, I understand Georgia's the big dog. Florida, they've, they've been lopsided. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a close game between no. those teams. Uh, you know, I mean, Arkansas, Vanderbilt and Kentucky don't really matter. Right. You're supposed to make Tennessee. Arkansas this big deal. Tennessee's been decent, but Missouri won the first three. Right. You know, South Carolina is the series that's been compelling since Missouri's right. joined There's this league. Just a lot of stuff going on, and then even you can go back to that Brad Smith game in the uh, mm-hmm. Independence Bowl. I mean, it's just—I mean, when I did my top thirty games of the last thirty years, I think three or four of right. them were against South Carolina. Yeah, so it, it just sets up that way again this season, and I mean, they win that, they go two and zero. Is it Purdue next or Purdue's it, next? So, so you Yeah, yeah. That, I mean. You start that way to the season. You the it's going to be impressive to see, like or not interesting to see how fans start to. I mean, because yeah. you're gonna they're gonna want to start following football a little closer, but then basketball is going to be right around the corner yeah. and all that. So and, and like, look, I am willing to wait until week four against Auburn and like. Hey, if they lose South Carolina, I'm willing to say, but hey, that Auburn game, chance. you can make up yeah, for it. Exactly. Fans might not be. Right. They lose South – and look, there is recent history here. I mean, the South Carolina – or I'm sorry, the Georgia game last year was week three, mm-hmm. right? They started one and one, lost to West Virginia, beat one, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, Everybody knew yeah. that was going to happen. So they started one and one, and then that Georgia game, you can't convince me otherwise. If they make one play and win that game, they're in a bowl last year. Yeah. And we're not having any of the discussions we've had all offseason. Because they probably don't – if they get that one, they, you would think they don't lose it, the Middle it, Tennessee State. Right, maybe. it beat them again later yeah, in the season. exactly. And, so. yeah, they're going 6-6, six and six, and we're not having these discussions of does Barry Odom know what in God's name he's doing on the sideline. Something I wonder – I mean, Missouri's had both programs be successful in the same year, but how much – can this fan base support – Hello. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, I hit a wrong button. <laughs> Support two programs. They're doing great. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and and look, we don't expect great out of football. Yeah. Right? I mean, I we wouldn't think, think so. I'd be surprised. We've gone through it. We think seven, maybe eight, you know. We, so we expect good. We expect decent to good. We, we don't really expect great, although I – it's you not know, out of the realm of possibility with right. the way the SEC East is. The schedule in the East, and we don't know what Auburn is. We right. don't really know what Arkansas is going to be three months from now. You know, so, yeah, I don't think anybody's saying – like, if they get to Atlanta, there are things that will surprise me more than Missouri right. and Atlanta. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen, 
but you know it, it's not impossible. So look, what we don't want to do here is run through every practice report and interview <laughs> we've done because, frankly, we want you guys to read our site. If you know, hey, if you're on Twitter, if all you do is listen to the podcast or our radio shows, like we want you to go to the site. That's mm-hmm. the point. So we're There's not going to run through it all. Yeah. Right, we're not going to run through it all, but just kind of we'll, we'll run through maybe a few things that that we've kind of noticed. I mean, I want to start with as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to uh, upload a couple interviews we did today, and let me tell you a name that surprisingly I wouldn't have said this two days ago that Missouri fans probably need to know. Franklin Agbasimir, yeah, kid who played two years of high school football, came over from Lagos, Nigeria, signed with Missouri. Brian Jones, actually, was the coach who recruited him out of high school, was a linebacker, played a little special teams last year, built like a Greek god, freak athlete, yeah. whatever. It just had all the makings of, okay, this is a really cool story, and we may never hear from this kid mm-hmm. again. So just kind of throw – he moved to defensive end in the offseason. Just kind of throw away yesterday. I asked Barry Odom, you know, how's Franklin doing at defensive end? It's one of these things you cover 20 practices. Like, you got to find some stuff that's, mm-hmm. that's off the beaten path. He said if the season starts tomorrow, he's going to play a lot. Yeah. Like, he's playing really well. That That's a kid to me. That's kind of a camp story where, hey, I didn't see that coming. Right, yeah. And I don't even remember what high school you played at. He played at Montverde Academy. That's right, Montverde. Because yeah. I always think about it. I was thinking IMG. It was like, no, that's yeah. not right. I knew it was an academy. So, it, I mean, you're right. When you look at it, you think, I mean, this is a 35-year-old dude that's yeah. just going to, like, destroy these Hit, guys. Him and Akeel Byers are, like, two weeks from applying for AARP. <laughs> they that's all, how old they, they are. They both look older than me, and I am much older than either one <laughs> right. of them. Um, but – they need that though. They need that on the, at that defensive end position. I mean, you know what you're getting in Marcel Frazier. He's he's a good player, solid player. Has a chance maybe to be even better than that this year. Um, and then after that, and then we don't know. Yeah, Jordan Harold. What I mean, yeah, he's a guy. Yeah, like, no disrespect to Jordan Harold. He's a guy. You know, that's one of the reasons we were talking about Chris Turner as a guy that might yeah. be able to play just because the numbers were so low. And, and Trey Williams. I mean, look, you can often tell more by what people don't say in mm-hmm. interviews than you can tell by what they do say. And when you when people have asked the last few days about Trey Williams, eh, he's got the tools. Right. They, he's not there yet. No. And, you know, I don't Which know. Which is okay. This, this, right. Not writing the kid off. He's a redshirt freshman. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and, and none of this is ever personal. We're not saying anything bad about a kid. I don't know that Missouri's counting on him to contribute early in the early, season. Early, right. You get into practices, you never know what's going to happen. The season rolls along. Somebody gets hurt, and you have to put them in there because you have no choice sometimes, and guys step up. So it'll be – it's uh, that defensive line, that especially defensive end, is yeah. – Because Akeel Byers, it seems now, at least this year, is going to mostly be a defensive end. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a 290-pound defensive end. No, that doesn't mean Missouri's going 3-4 <laughs> on every snap. Uh, but he is going to play out there because he has that ability. If Malik Young shows up – I think he's a guy who maybe plays outside. Now, let's get into that a little bit. Him and Rashad Brandon, like, I don't think yet you're panicked about Rashad Brandon. Like, he right. was here in the spring. He knows the and, system. He's re- right. Once they give him it's, the okay, he's ready to jump right back in, you would think. And it's kind of like when we were talking to Palmore today, we were talking about learning the playbook and stuff. Dude, it's the defensive line. Go find the guy with the ball. Like, right. It is the easiest position to learn. Right. Defensive line and running back, you know, defensive line, go find the guy with the ball. Running back, avoid the guys who are trying to find right. the guy with the ball. That's really it. You <laughs> know, blocking for the blo- running back. Right. Yeah. But, you know, but those are the two easiest positions to get out there early. So, like, 
Rashad Brandon, I, I don't think he's behind an eight ball. Now, if we get into middle of next week and he's not practicing, then that's yeah. time to start saying, okay, are you guys concerned he's not going to be eligible? Right, yeah. If he's missing multiple scrimmages and yeah. Yeah, it's just dragging on, getting close to season it. Because this should not be a hard thing. He was eligible for spring. This shouldn't take two to three weeks to figure out. Well, you wouldn't think. The problem is we have no idea what's going on. So, I mean. And it's the NCAA and the eligibility center, and logic does not apply. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, with Malik Young, again, we kind of have no idea what's going on. It sounds like he's still taking a class. Barry Odom keeps saying he needs a class. But everything we've heard is it's this SEC waiver that they – I don't know exactly yeah. what the deal is. But if it's not time to panic on Rashad Brandon, it's getting pretty yeah, close to more. time to panic on Malik Young. He, doesn't have, he didn't have that spring. He doesn't have the knowledge of being in the program and, for yeah. – Yeah, he hasn't been here. He's never actually been approved by the NCAA, right. which at one point Rashad Brandon was. Right. Yeah, it's – I mean – they're just wait and see. No, that's no, what Coach yeah. like. No update every day. No They're, update. Right. <laughs> and that's for people who ask us every day, like that's the update. There is no update. When there is an update, we will tell you. If we don't tell you, there's just nothing to know. Like we don't know. And he's going to be here when he's here. Um, you know, uh, just kind of a few other thoughts. Um, Terry Beckner, we talked about this on, on our TV show earlier this week. Uh, Terry Beckner now looks like that kid who has gone from being a high school kid to being a grown-ass man. Yeah. Like, the baby fat's gone. This is a 305-pound kid who looks like he's 240. Yeah, I mean, I think it's this is the year for him. It, mm-hmm. If he's able to keep healthy, it's been that's been his problem, that, the issue for him the last couple of years. And if he's able to do that, you, I mean, it sounds like everyone's expecting really big things out of him. Burke Haley's said his quickness is even better than what he'd imagined when he'd heard about him. and. They, rec- I think Coach Haley recruited him a little bit out of high school and mm-hmm. stuff. So he's been aware of what Terry Beckner's able to do for a while now, and he said it's even more impressive than than what he'd anticipated. And Coach Coach Odom's had good things to say about how he's practicing it. And it sounds like he's taking on a little bit of a leadership role in on that defensive mm-hmm. line. So it, it, I think on the whole team, yeah, which, yeah. Which I wouldn't have guessed that about Terry three years ago, but I think he's really become kind of one of the one of the leaders of this team. Which, if they get guys like that, that you're not expecting to be leaders to step up, I mean, that's a good sign of maybe people starting to take ownership and and buying in a little bit more to what Coach Odom's selling. Yeah, and linebacker, look, not a lot of questions here. Eric Beisel's going to start. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Therese Hall's going to start. And I'm pretty sure the other one's going to be Caleb Pruitt in right. that kind of four two five hybrid role. And let me tell you, Caleb Pruitt, that's a guy you look at and go, that dude looks like he plays SEC football. Yeah, it's I mean, he almost looks like a linebacker, even though he's technically, I guess, a safety. St- I don't know how they really break it down. Yeah. Every team has a different name for that right. position. Yeah, they mix up. There's a few linebackers in there. There's a few safeties in there. They they swap them in and out. I think Brandon Lee's in that group and a couple other guys. It, it'll be interesting to see. I don't. I don't. Whenever they go, if they decide they want like a heavier package and they want three like actual linebackers, are they? They're gonna slide Brandon right. Lee in then, or is they gonna bring like one of the, the guys on the other side? And or I, does Tavon Ross, you know, yeah. TJ Warren, those are guys at that position. Ross is a guy that Coach Odom mentioned has had a great, uh, had a pretty good camp, and yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I, I, I guess I don't know. I just I don't myself don't understand exactly how they 
use that and right. decide back decide and forth. when yeah. they're running which which position exactly. So secondary, look, I'm going to be pretty surprised if it's not Christian Holmes and Demarcus AC mm-hmm. with Logan Cheadle as the third guy right. in the corner. And uh, you know, uh, depending on how much time he can spend at the training table eating between now and then, Adam Sparks could see the field. Right. Safety, we don't know a thing, man. I mean, Ronald Perkins is hurt. Yeah, Cam Hilton's a little banged up. Anthony Sherrill's is like one week he's great and one week he mm-hmm. doesn't see the field. Thomas Wilson is he's a guy. Yeah, he's he's kind of out there. He he didn't do anything to get you beat, but he didn't do anything to win you games. Uh, you know they've got three freshmen: Tyree Gillespie, Jordan Ulmer, Joshua. Bl- we have no right. clue. And, but I think like, Bledsoe's working at that with Caleb Pruitt, isn't okay. he? Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the new guys is. I know. Yeah, but literally throw a dartboard yeah. and pick two safeties. I mean, and that was their. I thought it was the weakest. Yeah, it's the weakest position last year. They, they, uh, they need to those guys that are there. That I think we talked about it with the coaches. That you have a lot of guys coming back at that position, but it wasn't great. They need those guys to step up and to improve their game significantly. And I mean, if they do, then you're looking at a maybe it's a little bit better than even you anticipate that seven, right. eight wins. All right. Now offense, look, there's no questions at quarterback. Don't let anybody within 12 <laughs> feet of drew lock right. for the next three weeks. There's no questions at running back. It's Demaria Crockett, Nish Witter. And I'm pretty sure Larry Roundtree is going to be the third guy by the time the season starts receiver. Jamon Johnson and Demetrios Mason are starting. Yeah. Emmanuel Hall will play a lot. Rashad Floyd will play a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, so you know that those Nate Brown probably get yeah, in. Yeah, Nate some. Brown. Yep, Ray uh, Ringo's still not back. Yeah, don't expect. I, I probably wouldn't expect he, whatever whether he's on the team or not. I wouldn't expect a lot of contribution out of a kid that's missed two and a half weeks of fall camp because he's finishing class, right? Uh, which he was supposed to do, <laughs> I believe, more than two and a half weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> tight end uh, Kendall Blanton's going to start. Jason Reese is going to play. Alberto is going to play. Right. So the only question is offensive line. And everybody says, well, there's no question. Four starters are back. Mm, no nope. questions. I mean, everybody. Josh Heupel was very clear. Just because you started last year doesn't mean you're starting this year. I think Paul, Helen Adams, Paul I, Adams, Tyler Howell are set at yeah. tackle. Kevin Pendleton is going to be a starting guard. The other two spots, I don't know right now. I said yesterday on our message board, if I had to bet, I think it's going to be Tristan Castillo and Trevor Sims. I agree. I agree. I just think with that that lineup across the board, you just you have so much size, athleticism. Travis Sims played a little tackle last year as a true freshman, and he's not quite athletic enough maybe to play on the outside. But when you move him inside, mm-hmm. a guy that's not quite athletic enough to play guard is a pretty good or a tackle is a pretty good athlete at guard. So it it that's a group where you're looking at everybody over probably three. 10, 3, 15. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Paul Adams would be the lightest guy. And the Missouri State game and the Purdue game are ones that you use to figure out, all oh, right, right, who's my first five and who's right. my next five. Tyler Howe and Paul Adams probably aren't playing yeah. a lot in the, either one oh, of those games. Not in the second half, hopefully. Yeah, and then yeah. you get you get Durant out there to run him around. You see Durant, right. Tackle and see how he does. He get, We talked to him yesterday. He he mostly works out at left tackle, he said, but he's comfortable playing either one. And He's, he's like, kind of that swing guy. Right. They like that. They like having the two starters and then one guy that spells them both. Right, exactly. He'll if Adams went down or whatever, they'll he'd go to either side. And then, I mean, Pludre, Ablin, um, Dubinsky. Dubinsky, right? I, I mean, they legitimately now go too deep with guys who can play. Right, and they didn't last year. So finish up. Look, special teams. 
there's only two questions I have about special teams. Number one, can Tucker McCann kick the ball between the yellow poles? Corey Fatoni could kick every other punter's ass in America, right? He's a pretty big dude. I wouldn't <laughs> fight him. Yeah, I mean, that dude, like, he does he, – you, normally, if you go to a football field, a football practice with 110 dudes out there, like, it's not hard to pick out the punter and the kicker. Right. Like, you can find those guys pretty quick. I would pick Corey Fatoni out as the safety. Or running – I mean, like, a Henry Josie, like, little mm-hmm. ch- short running back. I mean, Missouri's had Ish Witter. I mean, I'm yeah. him and Ish probably are pretty close to the same size. Yeah. Yeah, so don't don't screw with Corey Fatoni. Um, that's that's what that comes down to. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's football. Uh, you know that's that's two weeks of camp in 20 minutes. Um, so we'll we'll finish up now. Going back and and again with Jonte Porter making his official decision last night. Um, look, I said I've seen this kid play a decent amount in the last three months. Um, this is a really good, potentially great player. I don't expect him to walk in and average 15 and 10. Like right. this Jonte isn't Michael. Michael Porter is NBA ready now. Mm-hmm. Jonte Porter's not. Doesn't mean he's not a really good player. Doesn't mean he's not a five-star kid worthy of all the hype. But I, I think, you know, this is a I, I don't know that this is the different whatever you thought about the team yesterday, you think it a little more today, but right. I don't know that this is like we go from want to be a six seed to want to be a one seed they didn't just add anthony davis or mm-hmm. somebody like that but but he, a heck of a player yes like, exactly we, we're not trying to say the kid's not good and he's going to contribute and he might start and i mean there's still a good chance they have a really good season i mean oh, yeah. with him averaging i don't know eight and four or whatever yeah, absolutely so it, it's i mean there's no reason missouri fans shouldn't be excited about right. this upcoming season of basketball just because we i mean Look Jonte where you been, man. Might not, yeah, Look exactly. Where you might been. not average the homeless man a doesn't turn down a half a <laughs> peanut butter sandwich, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I I look at this is the most popular discussion right now. Who's your starting five? My starting five is Terrence Phillips, Cassius Robertson, Michael Porter, Jonte or Tillman. Pick one. I don't mm-hmm. care which one. And Barnett or Perrier. Right. Th- those are the guys I start. And then yeah, the other, that, the two that don't start are your first two guys off the bench. Right. Yeah. And and that's a either either one of those. However, you mix right. that up. That's a that's a really good lineup. And uh, if you face a big team, go with Tillman and Jonte. Right. You know, yeah. if you face a smaller, quicker team, go with Purrier and Barnett. It, uh, they they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of flexibility with the, those lineups. And then you got got I mean Blake Harris and C.J. Roberts and. Colin Van Leer can come in a little bit and maybe miss some threes. Maybe he'll make them now. Right. Like, I, I think it would be kind of cool to see a game where they started five freshmen just yeah. to do it. Like, that's not going to be Iowa State. They're not no. going like, to. The one thing I do think that needs to be said about this team, everybody's kind of forgetting about Terrence Phillips, Kevin Perrier, and Jordan Barnett. Right. Like, those dudes are going to be major contributors on this team. And you know what? It's not that you owe them something, but they sat through this crap. Mm-hmm. And they were part of it, don't get me wrong, but they stayed here. They didn't bolt. They they stayed here and and they do deserve a little they deserve a little more than please get out of the way for all these freshmen. But this team's kind of right up Phillips Alley. I mean, this is exactly oh, what he, he has played. To be so this is excited. exactly what he did in high school playing with teams like this. I mean, he had guys that went to Florida State, Penn State. I mean, mm-hmm. they they had Division 1 players all over that team at at um Oak, at Oak Hill. Hill. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's used to this. He understands. I mean, maybe he has a leg up on helping guys 
get into the system and figure everything out. So it, I mean, even as a, a, a journalist covering them and what, I mean, it's going to be fun to cover games like this where guys play basketball well, you expect. Where, and, where there are people in the stands. And yeah, there's an atmosphere. Sometimes they might and, clap. <laughs> yeah. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it, it, it's certainly an exciting time. I mean, first scrimmage on Saturday, which we won't get to see, um, you know, which is fine. I, like, I, I think that's kind of a good place to end uh, because, look, we've seen all this LSU, Texas, Colorado, like you can't come within 80 yards of our facility or we're going to shoot you from the guard towers. <laughs> like, look, we complained our fair share last year and in the spring. I got no complaints about the access. We get to see parts of 10 practices. Mm -hmm. We get to talk to kids 13 days. We can talk to the freshmen. Like, the days of Barry Odom is trying to shut everybody out from the program, that's – that it maybe was true. I, I'm not going to complain. And We're good. You don't need necessarily access every day and viewing no. every – I mean, I look, know – Look, there were a lot of years where me and Dave Matter saw every single practice two a day. Like, we, I would get up, I'd go to the gym at 5 because it was the only time because the rest of the day you're either at football practice or riding. I'm kind of okay with not doing that every day right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing that either. And I, I mean, I guess you got a little bit more info out of it, but really, I mean, we're, there's stories every day. You're getting what you need to get and yeah. work smarter, not harder, right? Something like that. I, I mean, I'm I'm not sure how well we're doing at that either, but uh, hey, we're not working harder. That much I know. Uh, we certainly did not work hard at getting a podcast. That is not true. We worked hard at getting a podcast guest. We just failed. Actually, uh, Vincent Gray just messaged me and said, "Oh, I just got out of practice." Yeah. Well, I didn't give him hope, much warning. Hope so practice went well, Vincent. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up and say, uh, "How about next week, maybe?" Yeah. Or how give about him. how about just an interview? Like, yeah. how about we talk to you because we haven't talked to you since uh, since you committed? So let's see. Uh, why you did that. So anyway, just kind of rambling uh, thoughts. Brian dropped a couple bad words. The FCC <laughs> can come after him if they want. Uh, the Cardinals are already up 9-2 on the Royals, and the game doesn't start. For, no, the game doesn't start for five hours. <laughs> you know, so uh, so that's uh, that's this week. Next week will be our – will next week be the last week before – get? no, I guess we no, got two more full weeks. Yeah. Two podcasts where we have to find inane crap to talk about before uh, we start previewing the game. Maybe we'll have Dave Steckel on the podcast. That'd be fun. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll be back next week.